mercy and grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan, Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Welcome to episode 319 uh, of There's No Place in Terra, <laughs> a Stargate First Watch Rewatch podcast. I am Nixie. And I am Grace. And I'm going to start by telling you that you're getting too tired, people. Yeah. Um, for today, various reasons. But it's going to be like that fun tired where yep. it's like, what? Like are loopy they tired? Doing versus the quiet tired? It's the tired where you're like, are they just actually drunk? Yeah. We, yeah. we probably are. Um, <laughs> Today we are watching Stargate Universe. Yes. Season one. Yes. Episode two. Uh-huh. Air part two. Yes. AKA. I'm I hope that you get what this is from. I'm I'm hoping I do as well. <clears throat> I am bad. And that's good. I will never be good. And that's not bad. There is no one I'd rather be than me. All I can think of is is uh you know. Shit, I can't remember the, the quote from Rick at Ralph where he's like That's exactly okay, what it's good, from. Good. <laughs> so I was like, it reminds me of the scene when they're in the circle. He's like, I'm maybe a bad person, that's but exactly, I'm not a bad person. That's exactly what it's oh, from. It's God. the bad guy oath. I feel... And I've decided that Rush yes. <laughs> is not a bad guy, but he's a bad guy. I feel so validated when I get one of your references. <laughs> it's like that at least was in my corner of your yeah, pop like, culture I, references. I try not to like make you guess like <laughs> a Melrose Place one. You know what I mean? I feel like I try to yeah, be yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's also one of those like, should I know this? It's no, one yeah. of those because sometimes you make a reference and you're like, I think I'm supposed to know that one. Yeah, I don't know if I know this. Yeah. Like but, I um, know I wouldn't know a Melrose one, but there's other ones you're like, I think I'm I think I'm supposed to know that cultural touchstone and yeah. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I don't know things. Please stop yelling at me. <laughs> please don't please don't tell people I live like this. Basically. That's more what it is. Um but how was your week? Okay. So I'm gonna start with a couple pop culture things before okay. I tell Grace the story that I told her I wouldn't tell her until the podcast. Yes, please. So first, um, I don't know if I've mentioned this, but if you people aren't watching Andor, fuck. <laughs> um, one of uh, some of the best Star Wars writing ever. Some yeah. of the best monologues in Star Wars. One of the best new characters in Star Wars. Um, Star holy Wars. shit! It's uh, Star Wars. It's. It's morally gray ambiguity. Ambigu- yeah, ambiguity. You were there. Yep, yep. You just gave up too soon. I did. Um, it, it's it's real good. It's real good. It's real good. So would you say Andor is good? It's real good. Okay, good to know. Um, so I'll have more to say about that because we have one episode left in the season. Nice. And there'll be a second season. Um, and then... Listen, I know not everyone has Apple TV Plus, mm-hmm. but I had low expectations when it came to Spirited, okay. which is uh, uh, Will Ferrell and, and um, um, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds. I was about to say Deadpool. Yeah. Same person. Uh, same person. 
I had kind of low expectations um, because I am notorious for, I don't dislike Elf, but I'm kind of indifferent to Elf. And I didn't know if this would be in the same vibe. Guys, I fucking love Spirited. Like this immediately was like, this might be a yearly watch for me. Yeah. It's exactly my tone. A holiday favorite, if you will. It's goddamn adorable. It is a musical. There is a lot of fucking sarcasm. There is expected twists, but unexpectedly done. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. I enjoyed it. Uh, what did I do this week? I watched a lot of Melrose Place. <laughs> and then I watched some more Melrose Place. Yep. And then I watched Jesse play Ragnarok because I'm too fucking tired to play. Yeah. Also, I know it's called God of War Ragnarok. Please don't Ragnarok. at me. It's Ragnarok. It's Ragnarok. <laughs> and no one has added me, just to be clear, <laughs> except for my husband, who's like... It's not called just Ragnarok, and it, I'm like, I don't give a shit. Listen, I call I call it Valhalla. It's not called yeah Valhalla, but uh, it's called Assassin's Creed Valhalla. But this, that's not the point. This game is good. That's this game good. is very good. I know Nick is excited to someday play it. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, um, it's just really cool, and they do some really cool stuff with Norse mythology. That's awesome. They turn it on its head in very fun ways. That's fun. Um, that's been, that is my pop culture corner. So here's the story. Oh, tell me. So those who follow along with the podcast know that, um, one of my fun time spare time activities is I compete in Highland Games. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this is my like second full year I've been doing it. I toyed a little bit for a couple on and off games, but this is my second like full year. And this is the first officially competing. Yeah, and this is my the first games of the new season was yesterday. Um, and and Dunedin, which I still call the Dunedain, the Dunedain, because <laughs> everything is Lord of the Rings related to mm-hmm. me. And we've actually, you know, Nick and I have gotten a little more serious about it, and we actually bought some implements, acquired some implements over the summer, so nice. we have been practicing. Um, Nick made sheaf forks for us, which I'll cover in a second. Um, and actually, like, sheaf bags, we could practice and things like this. Nice. So we went to our first games. And the non-important fun fact of this was is why, hey, if you, we definitely need more women in this sport, you know, at me. And we'll talk more about it if you're interested. Um, but I, we had three women's masters and one women's open. So okay. I was the only one in my category. So I won before the day ever started. Nice. <laughs> That's the way to do it. Um, but I don't I don't play for, you know, the places I play to beat my PRs. Yeah. And for a lot of the day I was first games back. I haven't been able to practice in a couple of weeks. I was getting close to some PRs, but I wasn't quite PRs is what? Per, I'm sorry, personal records. Got it. Okay. Personal bests. It's the best you've ever done in an event. Cool. Um we came to one, which is weight over bar, which is where I take a 28 pound weight and throw it directly over my head over a bar. Mm-hmm. And it's one that normally I can get pretty good height, but I have a problem getting it over the bar. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> so I, I, uh, basically I kept hitting the bar at, to get my new personal record. I just kept hitting the bar and I never quite went over it. It would like hit it and push it back. And yeah. Um, so then the very last, and, and I, of course, was the first athlete of the day at all to do caber toss, which is the one that everyone, of course, thinks of. And it was a very heavy caber for me. And so I just took a 100 pound log that's mm-hmm. about 
15, 16 feet long. Super normal. Super normal. Had it standing up, you know, upright and have to, you know, work your way down, keeping a balance, pick it up, carry it and chuck it. Yeah. It's fine. Uh It's normal. I at least did. I was able to pick it up for the first time ever. I was able to keep it under control and able to start to toss it. I didn't score very high, but it's the first time I've ever picked up the caber under control and was able to try attempt to toss it. You know, if you ever want to just pick up our dogs and toss them over your head. Yeah. They're not quite 100 pounds, but they're close. Well, I will say, and I was explaining this to the crowd because I enjoy to talk to the the crowd at these events, that the difficulty is not always necessarily the weight. It's... It's, it's the, the fact the, that if the, the proportions, if the top of the caber moves an inch, you can feel it in your shoulder. And so yeah. it's all this waiting game. It's as balance more than anything else. Listen. Yeah. I can tell you that my live squiggly targets. <laughs> they're very wobbly. Uh, they're pretty good for, yeah. for balance. This is very true. Yeah. So we come to the last event. Uh, this is a long story, but there there's a very good payoff at the end of it. We come to the last event, which is the sheaf, which okay. is an basically this is the one event that didn't it's not in Highland Games in Scotland. It's okay. kind of an American thing. And you you take a pitchfork, a three time yeah. pitchfork, you take I was throwing a twelve pound bag. Okay. And you uh toss it over your shoulder, try to get over a bar. Yes. Okay. Um, sounds simple. Mm-hmm. It's fine. The difficulty is, of course, the aim, usually. Sure, yeah. It's getting it high enough, but the aim is also a big factor in this Yeah. One. So my previous it's record... gravity. Gravity. Gravity, thou heartless bitch. Yeah. So my previous record in this was 18 feet. Okay. Uh, it actually took me a while to even work up to 18 feet. Um, the reason the sport is awesome is because everyone helps you out. You have people who are experts that you're competing with. It's cooperative. With. It's, it's very, not competitive. It is a super co-op game. Yeah. It is a super co-op game, especially in the women's groups. That's awesome. Because uh, we're awesome. Anyway, so my previous record is 18 feet. This is something I've been working on specifically during the off-season. Nick made our forks. Nick nice. made our sheaf bag we practice with, and we sort of go back and forth and help each other with technique. So my first couple attempts at 16 feet were a little off because it all depends on how you're feeling that day of like how far from the bar, your angle, things like that. So it took yeah. me two attempts to get my feet under it's me. It's like shooting three pointers. It's 100%. You got to get in the groove. Yeah. So yeah. my third attempt at 16 feet, I got in the groove, sailed over. No problem. Nice. Pretty excited to move up to 18 feet. First attempt, sail over the bar nice. with like effortless. Yeah. Um, at that point, so we have one com- competitor, Janine. She's fucking amazing, and she's real goddamn good. So she wasn't even coming in until like twenty six feet. So she's like, oh. she well, she waits because you yeah. can sort of not waste your energy on lower right volumes. Not bl- yeah, can't yeah. blame them. Yeah. yeah. So at 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 the end of eighteen feet, I'm the last of the other three women. Right. So they're like, well, let's move it up because we normally move up two feet. Let's move it up a foot so that I can attempt a One PR more. Yeah. at 19 feet because sure. I can see going. haven't missed any yet. Yeah. But it's like instead of moving to 20 feet immediately and I might so miss it. So you're cut out. Yeah. Yeah. Let's try to make 19 feet. So I we set it up to 19 feet. Uh, first attempt. I get in there. I do my swing. I, the You know, I stare down. I get in good war yell out because I war yell a battle cry whenever I throw. Sure. Go sailing over the bar without any issues. Nice. Nice. With, with height to spare. Wow. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Okay, so let's go to 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Set up. First attempt. Go sailing over the bar. Fuck yes. 
I listen, the pitchforks are real sharp. I'm very careful to put it down, tines down before I like freak out and yeah, go yeah, yeah. like <laughs> y- like run into the other women's arms. Yeah. The crowd, the this the the event for this, the polls are the closest to the rest of the event. Yeah. The rest of the of the festival. So people are starting to gather because we also have someone on a mic right. who's announcing these things. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. he's now just announced that You've like got an audience. That like we've now just gotten a 20 foot personal record. Personal record. And she's going for 21. So the crowd is going. Everyone is cheering. Okay. Oh, yes. The other competitors are pausing their caber toss because <laughs> this is about to go on. We're up to 21 feet. I set up and they're like, listen, just keep doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Just keep, you're in just the group. do Don't the listen. exact same thing. Don't try to give it anything more. Just keep going. 21 feet. First attempt. Go sailing over the bar. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. And I'm like, holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> so they bring me over to the mic and I said something and I don't remember what it was. <laughs> but I know I gave credit to, you know, my husband Nick over there because um, we keep throwing hearts at each other as we compete on opposite yeah. ends of the field. And uh, yeah, we it's uh, we're 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 going we're going up to twenty two feet. Oh my god, we're going up to twenty two feet. So I'm like, okay, keep going. I move out a little bit further because mm-hmm. my arc is you know a little different with the height. I set up first attempt. Go sailing over the bar. Fuck yes. I'm like losing my. Sh- I'm losing my shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm losing my shit. Because your previous personal best was 18. Right? Was 18. You're at 22 now. I'm at 22. You're four feet taller. So we're moving to 23 feet. You're almost a whole grace taller. So I'm like, oh shit. Okay, okay. We're here now. And they're like, just keep. I'm freaking. I'm freaking out inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to be real cool. Sure. The crowd is losing their minds. You're LeBron James. I'm trying not to lose my mind yeah. and really trying hard to continue Kobe. doing exactly what I've been doing. Did you yell Kobe before each toss? N- no, because that's the last <laughs> thing in my mind. That would have been what uh, I yelled. I do every time I start. I start under the bar and I was looking up going, fuck, that's tall. <laughs> fuck, that's high up there. Okay. Two steps forward, one step to the side, angle myself a little bit. Okay. Sure. It's at 23 feet. Yep. First shot. Uh-huh. Goes over the bar. Oh my god. I fall down to my knees almost in tears. <laughs> in fact, I'm in tears. Apparently, Nick, who's on the other side watching this, is telling his buddy, going, No, she cried over the space shuttle. She cried or the space over the space shuttle. I did cry over the space yeah. shuttle. She cried over the watching the Artemis launch. She just cries over weird things. So I'm like yeah. on the grounds, <laughs> on my knees in tears, like not quite believing what is going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They moved up to 24 feet. Yeah. This is now six feet over. This is well over a full There's a me. It's a full Nixie. Now you're, yeah, you're tossing yourself over the bar. So long, just to to not drag this out, I had three attempts at 24 feet. I didn't make them. Okay. However, I have never been so fucking happy Uh to miss... A yeah. sheath toss in my entire life. You you still made almost a solid grace. Yeah, I mean, I was fi- I was five feet, and my twenty three. Yeah. I'll show you the video later. My twenty three had room. 
I made it over a grace. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty certain you tossed a whole ass grace over they, the They bar. say, if you watch the video, like, I all, I basically have 24 feet. I just uh-huh. couldn't line Get it over up the bar. when I, I was too much yeah. in my, I was freaking out so badly. Taller than the inside of an airplane cabin. I was freaking out yeah. so badly by the time we got Amazing. to 24 feet that I'm like, I, I can't. I, yeah. <laughs> I haven't lived with this enough. Um. So I was, needless to say, I for the rest of the time at the festival, I didn't buy myself a beer. Yeah. Um, and I had people coming up to me for the rest of the time. Nice. I still am a little bit not. I explained it because I told my mother this morning about it because we got home very late last night. That uh, it was it was my own tiny version of winning an Olympic gold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you got, you caught the golden snitch. Because it's not just I got a new PR, which would be cool enough. Yeah. But like. It's a, the the way in which you got the it. The way in which I got it. Like no one puts. You won the homecoming game. No one puts five feet on their PR in a single day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You did it. And it was just, it was just this beautiful sign of like, oh, that work I put in over the summer yeah. may not have paid off in these other things yet. Sure. But, but it paid but off clearly in this. There's, a, there's something here. Yeah. You saw your work in fruition. Yes. And That's I, fucking cool. I was just, I was a fucking, I was a fucking rock star. Um, that is amazing. <laughs> and, and just to bring some levity and lightness to the moment, you know who else got a personal best? Who? Who? Drakey did. Did Drakey? Yes, in Destruction. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's no. like, that's literally the opposite of Sheaf. He did. Uh, he, our Drakey boy, if you guys know my little, as I like to call him, my little sandworm. He's a little Tasmanian devil. He's a little devil. His his tail is made out of Indiana Jones's whip. Yeah, no, I'm I, certain it is. I'm I'm pretty sure it's um it's uh I just forgot the material. Continue talking. But it is it's or either that or his his little bones are made out of adamantine. Oh yeah, I don't know what's going on, but he smacked happily. <laughs> his joy yeah. broke. Yeah, Jesse's gaming computer. Yep. Which I just I like for the world to know that that don't let your joy hinder you even from breaking no thousand dollars nope. worth of equipment nope he just kind of smacked it with his tail and it was like I'm done I'm done yeah it was exciting yeah but that's not at all as cool as what you did listen that is, I'm just trying to keep myself from crying right now no it's fine <laughs> I, I'm saying Drake you would be amazing in Highland Games yes. <laughs> On all parts, <laughs> as competitor or as obstacle to throw. Yeah, I mean, I listen, feel like he would really enjoy being. I thrown. will tell you that if there, if you, if we found a way to put, um, to put something on the the handles of the throwing implements that yeah. was like dog mouth friendly safe. Yeah, he would probably be fine retrieving the fifty six pound weights. He would be. Yeah, he would. He would run out and get them and He'd bring be like, them back. This is fine. I got it. He yeah. would shag them for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, which by the way, that's an official Highland Games term. You, when shagging you, yeah shagging it's, it's retrieving like your ball boy yeah it's essentially yeah yeah that's amazing um october 2nd <laughs> 2009 oh, right. this is the same night as the first episode yes that date is the same okay written by brad wright and robert c cooper directed by Andy mikita i was gonna have more about some of our guest stars that we'll see more often um, but I got back real late from competing last night. Oh, I will share one more pop culture thing. Yeah. Um, a Melrose Place Stargate crossover, if you will. Ooh. Um, in the first season of Melrose Place, when we're still meeting Dr. T- um, um, 
Michael Mancini. Listen, you could say any name I'm at gonna, that point. I'm, Dr. Michael Mancini. Uh, he's working his first Christmas ever because he's a brand new doctor. Uh-huh. And he's like, I can't believe this kid got killed on Christmas. And I'm very ta- sorry about it. There's an older senior doctor who's like, get used to it, buddy. The holidays suck. Mm-hmm. This is what our lives are. Yeah. And I said, this man looks so familiar to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who is this man? And why do I know him? He's been a little bit bitter to other people before, but he's also a good man. Yes. Who is he? Who is he? He is Carmen Ar- Armanzano. <laughs> <laughs> he is, uh, he is uh, Sam Carter's dad. Oh, my God. Um, That's amazing. Atokra, Jacob, yep. Jacob, Carter, Jacob Carter, Jacob Carter himself. That's amazing. Okay, that is all. Bye. Uh, I was I was actually about to admit that like I didn't know Melrose Place was about doctors even. No, it's not. Okay, that's but there fine. happens to be doctors in it. Okay, cool, yeah. cool, cool. So, well, the one thing I will say is, uh, hi, Bill Dow as Doctor Billy. I Yay. at least got that far. So we start right where the last episode left off. Uh-huh. Obviously, this was continuous for many people watching it first run. Back in the gate room, Scott wants everyone who's able to to split the party into yep. groups of three and search the ship. Yep, yep. Uh, they he checks it with Greer. They have twenty three guns mm-hmm. uh, total. And so each group gets one at least. Yep. And behind them, Rush finds a metal case, that metal case that very noticeably Young grabbed earlier. Uh-huh. And goes and he just has it. It's not conspicuous at all. So Scott continues with some rules. They need to conserve radio and flashlight because they have no clue if there's double A's on this ship. Probably yep. not. Uh-huh. The ship is very old, so be careful, be smart, don't touch anything as he looks that that might be dangerous. I feel like they're just talking to my gnome Sam. Uh-huh. <laughs> don't touch anything. Uh because uh she because Sam the gnome is with Becker, who's the cook here, who's like, but how are we supposed to know it's dangerous? Yeah. It's like, how Unless about just touch don't it. touch anything? Yeah, that's what it's got. like, just don't touch just things. Just don't touch things. Touch things with your eyeballs. Uh-huh. By looking at them. Yeah. So Scott goes and teams with Vanessa and he just pretends to not know her name, even the, though they were fucking in the closet earlier poorly. today. He, he was like, v- v- vagina. I mean, <laughs> Chris, Vanessa. Like, Chris, like, real subtle, dude. Pretty yeah. sure everyone knows. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Just, yeah. <laughs> just stop trying to pretend. Also, I mean, like, if you just knew her name, that would be way less obvious most of the time it's pretty easy yeah it's pretty easy to tell when people are fucking yeah and when they're trying to pretend they're not fucking (laughs) if you're if 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 you're the pride of person who's like reading people yeah if you're most of the time i don't notice those kind of things because even me who's pretty good at reading people yeah it's just not fucking giving a shit just don't care (laughs) i think that's the thing you have to be reading people and care yeah you have to want to know so Scott goes over to the senator is like, oh, senator, your skills lies in other areas. You would be great at helping to keep everyone calm. The senator is like, don't fucking patronize me. Yeah. I'm an adult son. (laughs) And Rush then just leaves with the box, heads off alone, and we discover what is in the box. No reason. No reason. They are communication stones. We know these. As we saw with Daniel and Vala. Yep. So on Earth. Uh, Dr. Lee is just chilling like a villain in the SGC, and there is communication stone box sitting in front of him. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very much guessing it's one of those like we knew this was on here. So this is a last ditch chance that maybe they'll use them. Yeah, because they knew oh. there was a set there. I have a hunch they used them at Icarus Base too. That makes sense. Um, and there's some cool camera tricks where we see Bill on the TV in the room, but Rush on camera. Yeah, and wearing um, they switch bodies. I I have to tell you that I couldn't remember the name of the stones, and so I made up my own name. Yeah, what you call? And them? now I'm mad that they didn't call them this what? on the air. Yeah, the Freaky Friday stones. Okay, well we're now calling them the Freaky the Freaky Friday, Friday stones. stones. I don't know why they didn't do that joke on the TV. I don't know. Okay. I mean, Eli's right there. I'm That's telling you. That's exactly the shit that Eli would I'm call I'm telling you. Okay. So as they search the ship, Scott tries checking with Vanessa, and she's like, hey, how about not just, how don't, about no? Don't talk to me. Just don't talk to me. Bye. Uh, on the control room on the ship, Eli is working. Scott comes over the radio looking for Rush, but he's not there. Mm-hmm. Um... Scott ran across a room that won't open, and there's no point seeing if Eli could open it. Instead, they just try to brute force it open, because yeah. heaven forbid you ask the other smart person they in the room. They also are larger than air. They are so larger than air. So therefore, they're fine. Yeah, they're going to brute force it open, mm-hmm. which is pointed out um, that, Scott, you're the one who said not to touch things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this might be the engine room. Yeah. And so we got to open some doors, rules for... <laughs> The not for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Eli finds where they are sort of on the ship map and's like, please hold. That door's flashing red. Right. Bright red probably doesn't mean go. Probably not. I yeah. mean, we don't know if the ancients had the same color codes that we do, but yeah. Yeah, maybe not. Fair. Yeah. Scott's like, well, maybe that just means the door's stuck. Yeah. Okay. Well, if you keep moving, I can't pet you. So e- Eli's going to open it. Stand back. And then they find out what red means. Uh-huh. It's not that the door is stuck. It means like death. Death. Death are red. As behind the door is a really cool looking big room, but there's a big old like death void hole in it. I'm actually impressed at how long they stand there. I know. <laughs> just like looking like, at it. Big nope, big nope, gotta go. <laughs> like that would have been, my instinct would have been like, nope, 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 nope. nope. Close it, Eli, close it. We're running in the other direction. And Eli has some issues getting it closed again. So that's a fun moment. Just yeah. ranting, yelling at each other over the radio yep. is real helpful until uh-huh. Eli can get the door closed yeah. again. Well, they know why the door was closed. I do love the the yelling at the person trying to think. Yes. Always helpful. <laughs> Maybe if I yell at you more, you will do the thing faster. No, probably not. Well, the difference is that like Rush would just turn the radio off at one point. Yeah, I'm thinking more of someone like our old um um, uh, Doctor McKay. Yeah, you know, like when you yell at people, not helpful. Well, the problem is, is if you yell at McKay, it actually might be helpful. That's fair. Yeah, he's like the singular exception to that rule. <laughs> yeah, M- make him feel more threatened. Yeah. Um, and Scott does the very low key option, just drawing an X over the door. There you go. Don't go that way. Yeah, dead inside. And apparently, um, this is not the only area of the ship that has giant old big old holes in it. And that's about when Rush comes back in mm-hmm. and wants everyone to meet in the gate room. Everyone. All of the people. So once everyone is there, he explains that this fancy box here has five Freaky Friday stones and explains to everyone how they work. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone immediately for sure wants to use them. Yep. Rush already has, which surprises everyone yeah but i mean i get the feel like it shouldn't debatable but i feel like they're all like that's debatable i may or may not believe that you did that <laughs> uh they aren't sending help because the planet that could come help them was destroyed again only person we have to believe right now is rush 
I'm with uh, Shooter McGavin on this one. Well, they didn't I don't trust know you. the planet was about to explode. Yeah, but I'm with Shooter McGavin that's on fine. this one. And that's I know fine. that's not his name. And I promise to it's give him same. respects before he goes to the end He of the might as well be Shooter, Shooter uh-huh. McGavin. Uh, they aren't putting- Senator Shooter McGavin. How's that? <laughs> that's the respect he deserves. <laughs> um, so they couldn't send help because the planet was destroyed. And Rush already spoke with General Jack O'Neill. And Jack put Rush in charge. Which... Pretty much, listen, they may have believed that Rush used those communication stones already. No one fucking believes that Jack put him in charge. No, because Jack would never put Daniel in charge. Yeah. Jack would put Sam in charge. Yeah. Meaning he would not put Rush in charge. Yeah. He would put Colonel Young in charge. My favorite is that we don't even know if he, Jack, like, we don't know the conversation. Doesn't matter. We know. Yeah. <laughs> We know, Jack. That's what would happen there. My assumption is Jack said something that was not specifically putting Rush in charge, but Rush, that's how Rush heard it. It was like, do the best you can out there. Yes. Don't fuck it up. Yes. And he's like, I'm in charge now. Basically, that's what he heard. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, again, no one believes this. Rush does his best to give, like, an inspirational speech about yeah. working together to repair the ship, but... And it's clear they need leadership to get anywhere. Mm. Um, Eli speaks up at a very useful moment uh, to proclaim they only have a few hours of air left. Yep. And as the senator is demanding to use the stones himself and everyone's getting a bit spicy about things, the senator just doubles over in pain. SP helps to the floor. Yeah. Chloe and TJ run over and, oh, look, that's uh, that's that's some internal bleeding bruising Yikes. going on. Yikes. That's probably not great. And when you mix that with blood thinners, mm-hmm. that's great. Um, Damned if you do, damned if you don't. This man is either going to die of a heart attack yeah. or of internal bleeding. Yeah. One of the two will get him. So Rush tries asking TJ to find somewhere, not the gate room for the injured. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Ray just gets up and tells him that he, he flat out, she doesn't recognize his authority yeah. at all. She's IOA. Yeah. And they just yell it over each other for a while. I mean, I appreciate where her anger's coming from. Yeah. But I do think that in this moment, it's like, oh, this isn't helpful. Not the time yeah. to play. Yeah, and this is where you take them behind closed doors and then you just roundhouse kick them because we know you can. Oh fuck yeah, she can. And then just say, "I'm the captain now," <laughs> and then it gets sexy. Uh, Rush just tells them to settle in and wait until you're asked to do something useful. Mm-hmm. None of these people want to settle in. Yeah, they all want to get back and get home. And Rush does not sugarcoat it. He's not sure that's possible. Yeah. Look. Rush could use a little bit of bedside manner, yeah. if you will. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's not a bad guy. Yeah. He's just a bad guy. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's exactly... It, we've, we've talked before. Ravenclaw, Dark Lord. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's the thing, right? It's hard. It's so nuanced that it's like, is he even a Dark Lord? Because he's just telling the fans. That's what I'm saying. This That has always been my thing about Ravenclaw Dark Lords they don't they're not setting out to like do something bad or evil sure they're just it's almost like they're over logicking the situation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's like Thanos he's like guys there's not enough resources in this universe to support everyone right so 
as we get to later, look, I'm going to make a list. Who's going to be the most valuable? Yeah. It's not wrong, but morally, probably not a thing we should be looking exactly. at. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my, that's always been my thing with, with Raven, Ravenclaw's Dark Lords are like, look, I'm just trying to help the greater What's good. What's a Hufflepuff Dark Lord? Is it I Monopoly Grace? I can't, I can't remember if we had ever decided on the Hufflepuff Dark Lord. I feel like it's Monopoly Grace. It might be Monopoly it's Grace. It's the, how do I manipulate people things yeah. at you? Well, being still like my sweet Hufflepuff self. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that's the scariest one of all. But I do believe that's what it is. Okay. Okay. So, no one wants to hear that it's not possible to get home. Mm-hmm. Especially, um, not now. Like, look, they don't even have time to think right now. They don't believe that Rush has tried to do anything to get home mm-hmm. at all. Um, Rush. Or Scott tries to get some stuff under control here. Look, Colonel Young put him in charge, so at least any SG personnel are going to follow his orders. Yeah, look, I like him that he gets to uh, get your shit together and yeah. put it in a backpack uh-huh. <laughs> and get it together. We got one foot in front of the other right now. Yeah. And he does warn everyone that if you get out of line, we're going to lock you down. Yeah. Because this is a shitty situation. Yep. And yes, we do have to work together. But we don't have to live in the gate room. Yeah. It's a big ship. That I will give him a lot of credit for making that choice. That, hey, let's all give each other some space right now. Exactly. Because tension's always going to be higher when when panic has an opportunity to spread like that. Yep. Um, and reluctantly everyone at least gets that point and starts moving around. And Mm -hmm. Scott goes to Russian Whispers that's like, look, I'm fucking backing you now because it's obvious that we need you. But you need to find a way to get us back Also, here. you need to get your shit together. Yeah. Everybody get their shits together. Everyone. So one group has started to like categorize and catalog the supplies that they have. Mm-hmm. Very smart idea. Yep. This is what Grace would be doing. Yep. And for now, they don't want to touch any of those Look, crates. if I'm the one that is in charge of the inventory... Yeah. I am the one who can control if I need a little extra of the chocolate or the candy or the Hufflepuff Dark Lord. Mm -hmm. Okay, bye. No, I got it. Uh huh. I fully understand you. Yep. Um, but they don't want to touch the crates that we hear from the ship because we don't. We're not touching any ancient eat right now. Yeah, this is not the time to incur more problems and open Pandora's box or the Ark of the Covenant or any of those things. Hundred percent. Although if you open the Ark of the Covenant, show's over. Everybody's safe. (laughs) Great way to do that. Well, I mean, here's the thing. I don't know if everyone would be dead. No, it's everyone who looks at it. Yeah. Because even if you run into the room, you don't know what you're not supposed to look at. Here's the thing. Uh Eli wouldn't look at it. He knows Eli his pop would culture. Know. He knows his pop culture way too well. Yeah, Eli would know not to look. Yeah, I think like four or five of them might make it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a show. And then Eli's just in charge of everything. Ta-da! Done. Ow. So, um, Greer's sort of taking charge of this whole process. Some of the stuff they have is broken. Um, something. A lot of things are labeled with a barcode. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one grabbed the barcode reader. Yeah. In the mad dash to leave. <laughs> so that's fun. They have food, protein bars, and powdered protein. Yum. Volker finds some seeds. We can grow our own tomatoes. Super useful in the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they also have a whole case of paper. Okay. 
a lot of wizards aboard this ship. I love like the. Lo- <laughs> it's one of those things where like you had to get out fast, so sometimes you're like either not thinking or like you're panic grabbing things. Yeah. Someone was like, "I need parchment for my spells." Yeah, supermarket sweeping this shit. Yeah. So this whole time, Ray is eyeing Greer. Okay. He's feeling like, "Why are you looking at me?" Ray's like, "Well, you were in detention, and you were there for a very good reason." Eat dicks. He's like. Well, what did you want Young to do? Leave me there to be blown up? Yeah. Whatever the reason was, it sounds like it wasn't murder. Yeah. Or else, you know? Like- yeah. And and she's like, well, it's not that. I just don't know what to do with you now. And she, he's like, listen, it's not fucking up to you. Yeah. So it doesn't really matter. Well, the, the good news is you don't have to worry about it because it's not your goddamn problem. And she's like, we'll see. What a bitch. And Greer gets a little heated here. Uh-huh. Thankfully, Scott interrupts this whole situation that yep. he needs Greer to help look for damaged parts of the ship. But he leaves in a way that makes it very obvious that this shit is not over. Mm-hmm. And distracted by all of this, a marina goes and goes Monopoly Grace and starts hoarding protein bars in his vest. Yay. Give me all the snacks. So Rush is guiding Scott over the radio and he goes to investigate part of the ship when he's distracted by this little floating metal ball oh and not knowing what the fuck he is he calls for radio silence and raises his gun and follows it mm-hmm. hunts down fred don't kill the melpy yeah i know it's a little fred it is a little fred my my dnd character has a little floating corgi dog that's basically this belt this this little this kino as we learned to yeah it's called so they find some rooms that have beds some like some some rooms um young is here on the bed tj's with him as he wakes up and he immediately tries getting up which seems just the exact right thing that he should be doing yeah just keep get up up and running yep he doesn't even know where they are he missed the entire first episode yeah and tj tries to catch him up with what she knows which i guess isn't even everything we know because she's been focused on you know making sure people don't die and shit sure yeah uh she does know the life support system is fucked she lets him know what Rush said Jack said about putting him in charge. Uh, and Young's like, I don't think so. Yep. I will have same, none same, same. of that. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> Tries to get up and TJ's really doesn't think he should be getting up. Which Young says won't be an issue because he cannot feel his legs. That's probably great news. It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. You know, usually when you're healing, your body just goes numb. That's what it does. It's fine. Yeah. That's normal. super normal. Uh, so Scott runs gun first into Eli, who yeah. dives back around the corner. Oh, God, why? But Eli has a cool new toy to show off. It's uh-huh. a little floating around camera. And and I will say, Kitos are the best little brother to Melby that, that, that you could ever have. I love it. And I, I love that we're left with never knowing the lore of the Kino. Nope. Nope. Because Eli's like, I named it after the I don't give a shit. Well, I'll tell you, it's not necessarily lore. Uh-huh. Um, it's it's he did say uh, after the Russian and Scott doesn't care. It's the Russian word for cinema, apparently. Oh, okay. I love it. It's pronounced a little differently, but yeah. you know, he just Americanized it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and these could be super I useful. I feel like he could have used a better. You know, I feel like a satellite would have made more sense than cinema. But well, sure, we're documenting. You know, sure, it's a documentary. Yeah. I get it. I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and besides, that had four little spikies coming out of it. Fair. Yeah. Um, they could be super useful in searching for damaged parts of the ship. And it zooms off and Eli's not even sure where it's 
going. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, Scott, I'm pretty sure that is a Kino gumball machine. <laughs> More Kinos, please. Keep them coming. Scott wants to know what else Eli found. And he's like, I mean, what else did I found? This is my second spaceship. My first one was yesterday. Yeah. Can you Calm down. give me a break? Yeah. <laughs> Let other people have a moment. Yeah. And we learned that this is actually Scott's first SGC assignment. Wow. And so he's not that much more experienced in all this. No, but he's I will just say, good at pretending. Well, here's the thing. When you say not much more experienced than this, he's still way more fucking experienced in this shit than Eli is. Well, here's what I wonder. First assignment, but how long has he been here? Has he been here a week? Has he been here a month? True. Has he been here? Because some people just adapt really fast. Well, I'll also say this, thinking about this now as I said that... I get the feel that Scott did not grow up into, like, science fiction. Eli is a kid that probably grew up, like, dreaming and imagining himself on the Enterprise and shit. Okay, I can see that. And so his mind is a little more adaptable to this. Okay. It's like... Well, so I see it more like this, right? Eli is in awe yeah. of all of this stuff. Yeah. And Scott's like, we don't have time for all. Yeah. Can we just focus on the fucking job at hand? I'm more talking just in general about interacting with a bunch of a spaceship and we have cool alien tech and all this kind of stuff. It's like you put a jock onto that. Yeah. It's going to have a different reaction than if you put a sci-fi nerd into that. Sure, I just don't know that that's where I would place Scott. I think yeah. I think it's less of a of an I don't care. It's more of a I realize that you think this is cool. I don't think we have time to think this is cool. Yes. Do you see what I mean? No, for that part, yeah. I was just yeah. going on to the experience part where he's for like, sure. oh, I don't have that much more experience. I was like, well, you're probably about equal in yeah. terms of being mentally prepared. In some ways, Eli should be more mentally prepared yeah. for this. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah. And, and neither one of them have food or yeah. water or pain meds. They both have headaches and we have a little yeah. bonding moment that was cut short. So it's, it's kind of cute. Yeah. TJ is really hoping the paralysis for young is temporary. It's a common thing after concussion. Mm-hmm. But of course, she's not sure because without an MRI or an actual doctor, all she can do is bed rest and hope is yeah. just shock to nerves she's, she's straight up 1800s or yep. a victorian doctor she's like we could bleed you yeah you want some, you want some cocaine <laughs> yeah <laughs> leeches cocaine we could bleed you that's all i got yep young knows her tour ended two weeks ago mm-hmm. she yeah, should be in a classroom weird that her tour ended two weeks ago and yet she was still here on the base mm-hmm. okay bye uh, and it seems like there are some unwor- unsaid words that are being said here uh-huh. that we do not know what they are. Yep. They know what they are. They was fucking. We don't. Um, but uh, end sort of ends this moment. Young ends this moment and wants to talk to Rush. Mm-hmm. Back in the control room, Eli introduces the Kino. Yep. He's a big fan. Ta-da. Uh, rushes, rushes. Like, I immediately made a pet. Yeah, <laughs> I am a young millennial. This is what my people will do in the future. I now have a pet. I have imprinted this is, on this. This is my Digimon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have imprinted on this now. 
That's exactly what it is. No, it's a hundred percent what it is. He's see, he's the millennial in the room and is like, This is what my people do. Yep. This is I make friend now. This it's is, cute. This is the pet. This is the house plant that I've named. Yeah. <laughs> You might as well put googly eyes on it. I was about it. to say literally the same thing. <laughs> Please put thing. googly eyes. Googly eyes on the Kino. I need it. I know probably there's no googly eyes packed in their rations, but like someone can make some. Why is there no craft rations? Listen, that'd be the first box I get. Yeah. Um, Rush gets distracted for a bit and then Scott's like, you need to focus. Uh-huh. Just snaps at him. Yeah. It's not good. You can he can focus, but it is gonna tell you is the CO2 scrubbers are either dead or dying. Mm. So now you're double fucked. Yep. No, double like your pleasure, double, double your, your fucking fun and statement of the great men of double death. D- death. <laughs> I I, I <laughs> lost yeah, it. At no, the you end. did you did it. You made it. I it's lost there. it at the end. Come in. Come in. So Scott uh calls Gur into the gate room. Yeah. It's clear. That Greer has finished telling Scott about his encounter with Ray. Really, really wanting Ray to stay out of his face. Mm-hmm. Scott's like, I don't have time to deal with this shit. I am not ready for your level of drama. We got it. De- we got that is a later problem. Yeah. We're here. Let's work on the alive problem first. <laughs> In the control room. TJ finds Rush, who's like, shh, 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 shh. I'm hush i don't care what young wants grown up is thinking um he's leading scott and Greer to one of the scrubbers they open it it's just sludge yeah it's ooze it's not great it's that is that uh, you probably don't want to breathe whatever that is that is that's gonna turn turtles into teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah everybody touch it maybe we'll get some superpowers and we'll get the fuck out of here that yeah it's way. disgusting yeah um in the other room the senator is getting some rest mm-hmm. on another bed uh, and is waking up. Chloe's there with him. Yep. She's like, no, I don't know what the current news is of the last hour. I've been here with you. I love his response, which is like, why? Yeah. <laughs> I've been asleep. There's no news here. No. Still asleep. Still asleep. And she's like, because I'm human, daughter. <laughs> with human feels, father. I am scared for you and the situation, yeah. and I would like my father Human to wake person. up and comfort me. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> He's like, no, actually, I, I need you to be my assistant yeah. right now and not um, my yeah, daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to need you to focus. And give me some intel. Yeah. And here's the catch-22. His he needs the pills for his heart problem, but if he takes the pills, he's going to bleed to death internally more. Yay! I faster. Been... In these situations, albeit not as dire, but it's a real fucking fun feeling where it's like, well, you need this drug for this thing, but it's also going to hurt this other thing. Yeah. So which risk are you open to taking? <laughs> what would you prefer to manage? The internal bleeding? Or would the you heart? like to see what's behind door number one? Yeah. Or door number two? S- certain death or certain death? So he continues to push Chloe to go out and get intel while he rests, and she agrees, but takes the pills with her. Yeah. She's like, I'm making this She's decision smart. for She's you. She's a smart lady. Yeah. yeah. So Chloe finds everyone in the gate room. They're testing the sludge. It's alkaline, completely used up. It's disgusting. Oof. And TG's like, well, that checks out. Everyone's heart rates are up and has headaches, so it's definitely CO2 poisoning. Mm-hmm. So they're leaking air. 
it's so it's one of those where it's like do do you just wait for all the air to be gone or are you slowly poisoned by the air you have yeah which again door number one or door number two it really is the exact same problem. at what point do you just go fuck it i'm gonna throw myself out that hole see you guys it was nice Two fun living. issues. Yeah. But they can't judge how much time they have on the CO2 problem, but mm-hmm. Brody is guessing only a couple hours. Yeah. And so the soda lime, they had soda lime on Icarus base that would have solved all these problems. That shit didn't make it through the gate. Yeah. Because who would have thought to bring soda lime with you? Well, because if you did, then this episode would be over by. It would be. It would be. Uh, and they have no clue if there's any spare goo on the ship. Mm. whatever it was before it was goo mm-hmm. scott's like look none of this is going to be an issue because you're gonna get the gate tail to earth right let's do right? that part Yay. please please say this out loud so everyone hears you mm-hmm. and rush is like i'm not gonna fucking mince words yeah. like because that whole sort of saying things for morale is the shit that you're taught in officer training for the benefit of those who oh. don't know better again that bedside manner <laughs> Really fucking kicking in here. He's not here for bedside matter. No. Um, it's a waste of time to rush. Yeah. And and Scott sort of gets up in rush face and is like, "Look, dude, I fucking I need you to tell these people that you are gonna try to get us back to Earth. Can you be a fucking human being for a second, please?" And Rush is like, "What makes you think I'm not gonna try to get us back to Earth? You don't sound like you're trying very hard, dude. You sound a little <laughs> bit sociopathic." So thanks to the Kino, Eli's able to share that he thinks he found a shuttle. Mm-hmm. Two of them, actually. Yep. So they're led over the radio, uh, Greer and Vanessa and Franklin, towards the shuttle. Franklin's just having a moment claiming they're all going to die, and Greer's like, dude, not helpful. Yeah. Not helpful. Please stop that. Uh, and they get to the door. It's sort of half open or half closed, depending on your point of view. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they can't, they can't get it closed. Are you an optimist or a pessimist? They can't get it opener or closed. Nope, it just is. The mechanism isn't working. Mm-hmm. So they duck under it, head into the shuttle, and they found the leak or the Yay. biggest leak. The window is broken, and the force field is struggling. Uh huh. I'm going to decide that the reason there was a big hole there mm-hmm. is that's where the sandworm got into the ship from. Okay. And there's a sandworm on this ship. And I'm eventually taking, it will eat them all. I'm taking a big old drink. That's how it dies. Yep. Mm-hmm. So there's a door at the back of the shuttle, but there's no controls for it to shut the door. This is separate than the than the half open, half closed one. Yeah. So uh, Eli and Rush head off to the shuttle, see if they can fix the door from the shuttle. And after what is, I'm sure, a very terrifying moment for all of them, uh-huh. Rush, sitting in the pilot seat, is able to close the back door of the shuttle. Because the air gets yep. open. Rush doesn't open it again. Uh-huh. Um, but the really bad thing they learned is that door will only close from the pilot seat inside the shuttle. Yay. That seems safe. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. The ancients probably designed it for like a re like this. This was a safety protocol. This was a pod that would then dis or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know, but it sucks. Like, if you need to seal everything off, you should have internal spaces where you can seal everything from. But it's like to the ancients, they're like, "Well, why would you have to close? This is the door you close when you leave." That's fair. 
So why would we have to close yeah, it? Yeah, it's like not- the way I can't, I can't lock myself out of my house. Yeah, unless I'm trying to. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. So thankfully, Young's paralysis is seemingly temporarily because he's be able to start to move his feet right now. Mm-hmm. But clearly, this is too slow of a recovery for him as TJ updates him on the fun new life support issues. Yay! Um. But we don't know if if Young's headache is from the CO2 poisoning or the concussion mm-hmm. or both. <laughs> both. Yes. Like, that's that gif. Yes. Why not both? <laughs> uh, Chloe is explaining all the same things to the senator. Who I do like this back and forth so that a, we don't have to hear the story twice. It's a be- Well, it's it's really beautifully done because we need to see that the senator is getting all this information. Yeah. And we kind of need to see that Young is getting this information. We don't need to see it separately. So they just interplay between them and it's beautiful. Well, and it sets up the which of these two men is going to be the one that takes the fall. Yeah. Um, Chloe's explaining all the same things. Uh, The senator is sure the crew will find a way to fix this. It's Mm -hmm. what they do. Um, Chloe's like, yeah, most of these people aren't supposed to be here. Yeah. They don't. That one guy's a fucking cook. (laughs) Do you want omelets? Because he could do that. (laughs) Young and TJ are not sure how the ship got damaged. It looks like battle damage. Mm -hmm. And as they're they're trying right now, the brains are trying to figure out a way to rig up something to close the door, like jam it or something or hold the button down and things. But there are safety mechanisms in place to prevent you from doing that shit. And the you door just, just need opens. to put the bag of sand where the idol was yeah. and then slide under and then uh-huh. grab your hat on the way. Exactly. There's a lot of Indiana Jones references in this episode, <laughs> and I'm not sure why. That's not a problem. Yeah, that's fair. I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, so overlapping people talking between the two of them, but re- um, um, or as they're figuring this out. And Rush says he can't override it. Mm-hmm. But if they don't get it closed... They have just over an hour of air left. Yikes. Yikes. So they're working on the controls outside the shuttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of that same sludge is in there. Yep. You know, the ship has been around for... It's real sludgy everywhere. It's been a while. Yeah. And... What if the sludge is the monster? What if it's an ooze? <gasps> it's an ooze. Okay, that's it. What if the whole ship is a mimic and they've been <gasps> eaten? Mimic ship. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just the one shuttle's a mimic. That's true. And it's just slowly eating the bigger I ship. I love that. Yes. So they try to balance their like options. That, like that thing where the, what was it? It was an anaconda that ate an alligator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had to euthanize it. Yep. Because they, yep. That was, that was not that good. That was fucking gnarly. It was, it was insane. If you haven't seen that, look it up because there's a picture and they had to dissect the it's, anaconda and you could see the alligator inside it. It's insane. It's rough. It's insane. It's fucking rough. Maybe it was a crocodile. I think I'm thinking of the wrong one. But same concept. I mean, they're basically the same animal. Or, or, Don't yeah, at me. A dinosaur. Dinosaur <laughs> ancestor mans. Um, anyway, you have two options. Either bad air will keep you alive a little longer, but then there's no air is the other option. Mm-hmm. And Rush realizes someone has to go in there to close the door. Yep. It definitely, Rush is definitely going to volunteer for tribute. Super going to do that. So back in the control room. Eli is talking into the Kino that his head is pounding. His heart rate is up. Uh-huh. It's getting harder and harder to breathe. It's like their very lives are being vented into space. Oh Scott's my like, God, that Eli. shit is going to get old real fast. Yeah, you need to keep your diary away from me. Here's the thing. I'm 
I may not be doing that in the room with everyone, but I'm on Eli's side here of like, we should record this moment. Someone should. It's not going to be me. I think I'm with Scott. I think it's clear where the divides are. Yeah, it's one of those where like, it's very hard to think of it. Uh, even yesterday, I was telling you a great story of me like making all these things. It didn't occur to me until I was at 23 feet going, someone should record this. Yeah. So it's the only one I have where I made is 23 feet. Nice. But like this should be documented because yeah. you don't know who's going to see it. But it's important to leave some record. Uh-huh. And Scott's like, no one's going to see this shit. Eli's like, you don't know. He looks around the room trying to get support of like, but we should still try. It might. What's the instinct as a human to leave your mark? Right. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. If we die, this might help someone. Yeah. Whereas neither one of them is wrong. Whereas Scott's like, yes, but if we're busy making videos, then we die. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, it, well, yeah. And it's one of those where Eli's like, but this thing is just following us around recording it. I'm not doing anything for the moment, so I'm talking into it. Yeah, that's fair. He's like, what else am I going to do? Yeah. We're not dead yet, Rush uh -huh. proclaims. Eli just continues on and gets yelled at again. Yeah. <laughs> listen, here's the thing. These are a lot of people who are extremely frustrated and none of them have worked together long enough to know where each other's lines are. Yeah, that's very true. They're, they're just pushing. It's push all the buttons. Yeah. You know, we've talked about this when we're at work where it's like the two of us will get frustrated, but the two of us know where each other's lines are. It is really fun to. Yeah. <laughs> And I don't mean, like, not on purpose. No. But to, at the end of a conversation, go, oh, we're fine. Yeah, hey, guys, we're fine. Yeah, people are like, are you guys okay? We're like... It's really quiet in the room yeah. now. Why is it so quiet? In the oh, because... <laughs> oh, guys, we're fine. It's fine. <laughs> Hi, people we're still thought, friends. People thought we were yelling at each other. People thought we were mad. <laughs> I mean, like, we were yelling. We were yelling at each other. <laughs> <laughs> but we weren't mad. We, we were just yelling. We, we were yelling, but we weren't yelling. Yeah. But that's the thing. No uh, one here knows where each other's lines are like yeah, that. Yeah, so they're 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 just yelling. Mad so they're yelling. just yelling. I love it. <laughs> yep, it's great. Um, the issue is, who fuck is gonna volunteer to go into the shuttle to press the button and then die? Sure, sure. Um, but doing Rush is like, I'm not fucking doing it. I'm the <laughs> no. only one who can help you. And honestly, it's not wrong. And it's if somebody not... put me in that spot, I would answer the same fucking way. I know. I'd be like, yeah, okay, I'm going to push it. And then what are you dipshits going to yeah. do? <laughs> because you need if, me. Someone, if someone sacrifices them now, they get one more day that will buy them time to try to survive mm -hmm. this as a whole. Yep. And TJ has made a list of everyone on board, has marked the people who are injured, and Rush starts looking over it. And he's like, yeah, I need you to add people's skills, background, and experience to this. Yeah. Yeah. And it sounds... It's terrible. Appalling. Yeah. It's, it is terrible, but, but it is. He's wanting to make sure that whoever does this isn't someone who has valuable knowledge or skills that they need to survive, which is real <laughs> shitty. It it. But I get it. It's the instinct to survive, though. Yeah. It's the instinct to survive. Like, no one wants and to that's agree the things with that him. Tribes would do, and that's the yeah. thing that humans did in early in, and it was just like, hey... You're dying and bleeding, and if you don't go off into that mountain, the bear's gonna smell you, and yeah. we're all gonna die. So yeah. you should go off into the mountain. Get ready for Valhalla, bitch. Yeah, this is how you get there. Yeah, and that's the thing that we 
in our Western mentality, mm-hmm. we have lost some of that. Yeah. Because we tend to be we're more on centered CJ on side. ourselves than centered on the community, right? It is it is the the, the yeah. single person focus. Um so we forget that there's honor yeah. in this. It's not just like about saving yourself. It's like saving your people. Yes. And there is an honor in that. And we've been convinced that it's bad. It's, yeah, being convinced that like dying at all is bad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, we're not, we don't cut to it until later, but TJ's like, I don't want someone to die to save me. We should all do this together. We all. And then what? Everybody dies? Exactly. It's so short sighted. Yeah. 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 Um I will say that if you're like we're picking a hat out of name out of a hat, then there's something there that's like, fuck it, the fates decided for you. Exactly. Yeah. And then no one's to blame. Um I do like that. But Scott... that's still not great either. Everybody go read the lottery by Shirley Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do like that Scott reminds Rush that uh, there's a lot of people on board that already want to kill him. Yeah. And and Rush gives no shits. Rush is like, well then send one of those people. <laughs> Rush is like, dude, my field of fucks is so barren. Mm-hmm. It's been salted. Yeah. I don't care. They can hate me all they want. I'm keeping them alive. Mm-hmm. And Chloe's like, you can't just ask someone to sacrifice themselves. No, and but you can put it on the table. Rush is like, really? Because this is we needed. Uh, we needed uh, Jack here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because Rush is like, put it on the table. Politicians ask military to sacrifice themselves for the good of others all the fucking time mm-hmm. and if someone doesn't go close that door we're all dead I feel like they really baited us he goes politicians <laughs> into the camera like yeah. you might as well have broken the fourth wall there I mean it's also you know we were just talking about the top Atlantis episodes and one of them was poisoning the well and like that's the exact same shit that happens yep. there yep, the yep, Hoffman yep, people yep, are yeah. like Hey, this guy's about to die and he wants to go out doing something that will save others. Yep. And John's like, what the fuck? Yeah. This is Carson's like, what the fuck? And we're like, no, this is gonna be good. This is fine. Everything's fine. This is just a shit situation though. Yeah. Scott is reporting all this news to Young, who is, you know, they're still working the controls. Nothing is working yet. Young immediately volunteers for tribute. He cannot ask someone else to do this. Scott's like, um, no, we need you, dude. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get we get through this. We need you. To his credit, he's pretty fucking injured and he doesn't know that he's gonna come back from that. He doesn't. So to his credit, he's like, Well, fuck, I'm on my way out. He doesn't, but Young is like but Scott's like, We if nothing else, your mind's working fine right yeah. now. Hold it together, buddy. And and Young's like, dude, you're doing fine without me. And Scott's like, no, I'm not. Please, no. <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. Look at our situation. Yeah. We fucking, yeah, I can't keep doing this, yeah. man. I can't just keep yelling at them to go to their rooms. Um, <laughs> and as we said before, TJ's like, how about no one sacrifices themselves? Yeah. And we're like, that's a shitty idea. TJ, nobody wants to hear that. <laughs> TJ, shut up. That's not helpful. No. It's not helpful. So Young starts to get out of bed. Um, he needs this to be done, and he is doing it. And neither one of these two are going to help him in any way. He yeah. resorts to ordering them, and Scott's like, "Fucking court martial me!" Yeah, with all of your court martialiness that you have on this ship, I'm not helping you to kill yourself. Yeah. Uh, so like, 
I can see. It's one of those where I can. Um, Young does not see this as I am sacrificing myself. Young is like, I am saving everyone else on this ship for an extra day. Yep. Yep. That's when Chloe runs in and goes, Oh, guys, my dad's gone. I wasn't paying enough attention. So, this is in a less, less severe way. This reminds me of something. When I was little, um, I was in a coma for a little while and it sucked. And when I got out of the coma, I was still hooked up to a lot of machines for a long time Mm -hmm. and not allowed to like eat or drink anything out of my mouth. But I was awake enough to feel how fucking dry and disgusting my mouth felt. And so when the senator's like, go, Chloe, get out of here, go do things. I was constantly like, dad, why don't you go get like something to eat? (laughs) I'm going to stay put right here. It's going to be fine (laughs) because I knew that if I could get my dad to leave, I was going to get up and get water out of the faucet in the bathroom. So if there's any indication of who I was going to be. Did your dad ever leave? No. He's like, no, you're my child. I fucking know you. I love it. He's like, I'm not fucking going anywhere. Someone will bring Uh, me food. Yeah. I will piss right here in this jar. I will pee with the door open. Yeah. So I can see you in the window. He's like, no, no, I don't think my poor dad slept because I was like, just everything's fine. Someone will bring me food or I'll die of starvation. Everything's fine. (laughs) I feel great. They'll feed Get me out. intravenously first. <laughs> so it just kind of reminded me of that moment. It's like, yeah, the minute that Chloe left, the of senator course. was like, fuck Bye. you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we Chloe runs in, father's gone. Scott's like, let's go find him. And goes, hey TJ, don't let the colonel go anywhere. Yeah. Oh, thankfully, fit for young, young. Thankfully for them, Young still cannot get her on his own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chloe did tell her dad about the situation. So Scott's like, hey, Greer, I know exactly what's about to head go down. And Greer's like, me too. <laughs> it's already going. It's going down. And he's just standing there with his hands up as the senator has a gun on them. Uh-huh. But he is very weak. He still has to hold himself up with the wall. And... He's like, you need to move so I can get in that shuttle. Yeah. You're between me and the shuttle. Yeah. Me and shuttle, friends. And Frank- That was his bathroom sink. He needed it. So Franklin is like, look, I'm still working on this door. I just need a little more time. Mm-hmm. He's like, you have like 30 seconds, dude. Yeah. Uh, from the control room, Eli, who is like, look, nothing's, nothing's changed. Nothing's working still. And with the realization that... That door's not going to work. Yep. The senator drops his gun and is like, look, just tell me what to do. He's making it really clear. And I, look, I don't know what Greer did to get himself into trouble, but this is a man whose brain understands nuance. Yes. And I have a hunch that whatever he did, he did using his moral compass. Yeah. And it might have gone up against the rules. Yeah. But it was something that morally was pointed in the right direction it was something that needed to be done yeah 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 yeah. um and greer knows how to make a tough decision yeah greer understands 
the what is going on he understands what's about to happen and yeah. he is not about to it's the same way that you were thinking Greer's not going to take away senator armstrong's um honor right right for the sacrifice that he is about to make he he's done the math this yeah. man dragged himself over here yeah. was willing to take the risk of his own life yeah with him against him yeah in order to get there he's like uh he was ready yeah he's ready to, to go to valhalla he's ready to go to valhalla Mm-hmm. And by the time Scott and Chloe get there, um, Senator Armstrong is already at the pilot seat. The door is already closed before Chloe can run in after him. Yep. And she just screams, beating on the door, begging him not to do this, to open the door. Um, he can't even look back at his daughter. Yeah. Because this sucks for everyone. Yeah. Greer knows the senator was not going to survive with that inter- internal bleeding. I'd love to hope that in this moment... If I were in Chloe's position, that I would take a more Spartan approach and be like, go home a victor or don't come home at all type of thing. Yeah. But I don't think I would. I think I'd be doing the same thing she's doing. Yeah. It's it's one of those moments where, like. <sighs> I would love to hope that my brain can shift into that mindset and give the person on the other side. Yeah. That sort of peace that I know why they did what they in did. In this moment, she is. Because she is a. She, and I know, I know she's a, she's a woman. She's graduated, but this is a little girl this who's is her dad. losing her dad. Yeah. This is her dad. And you can tell from, we learned later on, she's a daddy's girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's already like half of the emotion that's going on right here is not even about her dad. Half yeah. the emotion that's going on right now is the shit she's been holding in for the past day. She just said, this is finally a place to let it all out. This is the straw that broke her back. Oh Yeah. And I mean, the, the this is the anchor that broke her back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's not looking back at her. It's it just it's. It... He if can't. I knew I was going to die, I this is how I'd want to go out. Yeah, he and he can't look at her because the minute no. he looks at her, he's gonna he's gonna second question himself exactly. And he's made the choice. Yeah, and so I would hope to God that. One, I'm never put in this situation. Yeah, no, really. And two, if I were, that I could think of the person on the other side more than myself. Yeah. But goddamn, well, that would be hard. So Chloe is begging. Just She is living in this moment of pain. Tries uh, Scott tries to pull her away from the door, and they need to get sort of out of the airlock. This isn't yeah. helping her dad. Yeah. Like, that's the other thing, is like, hearing your daughter on the other side of the door yeah, is we not, not helping. Yeah. And not yeah, that you yeah, can yeah. blame her necessarily at all. Yep. Um, and she clings to the door. She has to be pulled away and after a moment collapses into Scott in tears. Yeah. But eventually, um, we do see inside the last of the air leaving the shuttle mm-hmm. as Senator Alan Armstrong drops unconscious. R.I.P. to a hero. And eventually, after some tears, Chloe's face hardens. Now, this part I definitely relate to. She gets up. She runs. And they chase after her. She runs directly to the control room. I feel like they chase after her, but, like, not so fast. Yeah. <laughs> no, Just Chloe, to, like, come back. Just not keep her eyes on yeah, her yeah, yeah. and, like, not lose contact. Oh, no, Chloe. I don't know you where going? you're going. <laughs> um, Rush knows they have a day of air now and they have to get to it and make this worthwhile. As Chloe just runs and fucking tackles him world star 
<laughs> just latches onto Rush, unleashing anger and grief and fear. And again, she has to be pulled off as she yells that Rush just killed him. You just killed us all. Yeah. I mean, it's not true, but I'm totally with her. Yeah, I know. <laughs> TJ tries to go and like calm her and she wants nothing to do. She wants nothing the fuck to do with calming down. I don't want to be calm. Yeah. I want to calm up. Also, never tell me to calm down. Just no. never tell anybody ever. No. In the whole wide world She's to like, calm everyone down. back the fuck off of me. Yeah. No one come in my bubble. Yeah. Rush <sighs> tries to talk to her. Hmm. Um, very sorry, sorry about her dad. He was a very good man. I would, you know, it, it that would not have been Rush's choice, which Rush, not the time. Yeah. Do- <laughs> Bro, it's done now. Because I guarantee you at this point, he has a list of five candidates yeah, yeah, yeah. that are least useful for <laughs> yeah. this mission. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. The problem is, Chloe's probably on that list. Uh-huh. Look, would I have rather been you than your dad? Sure, but <laughs> what am I going to do about it? Um, but this isn't Rush's fault. He goes, I didn't create the situation that got them here. This was the only way. And we're like, but you kind of did. Yeah, a little you bit you kinda. did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other places you could have dialed. You could have just sent us home. Um, so Chloe's adrenaline drops and she kind of collapses against the wall. Um, Rush knows that this is the wrong time to say this gonna try to say it anyway um that he thinks this ship could be the most important discoveries mankind has ever made since the stargate and tj cannot roll her eyes nope this is not consoling her no no it's really rough speech it's a really rough speech (laughs) so yeah at the end of the day i find that rush has contempt for people's loss as someone who's suffered loss that's clear instead of finding a place of compassion and empathy yeah he comes at them with contempt because he's like we all lose people yeah fuck it get like which is really shitty because it's not i don't think it's the same of like oh he just doesn't know how to grok it in the same way like he just he's just like well i had someone die yeah and i've got over it it's sort of the approach that i get yeah it's real fucking shitty um, he says that as, that as humans, everyone who's died so far has been invaluable and he will do everything he can to make sure no one has died of vain. You just have to give me a chance. And he kind of like, like, you know, reaches his hand out to try to make peace. And she's like, fuck you. And gets up and just walks out full <laughs> I, of piss and vinegar. I wanted her to like comically slap it away. I know. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit just for some weird comic relief. Yeah. So Young is up and about. Uh-huh using a rifle as a cane yeah well i mean you gotta do what you gotta do exactly limited resources yeah um and informing ray of if what i just ever happened. have to use a cane remember this in case i lose my memory before yep. i lose my mobility that's fine i want it to look like a witch's fucking sorcerer staff no oh, that's fine yeah yeah, yeah. i okay. flat out want gandalf staff well, i mean that's a good one too yeah yeah, yeah. no yeah. i definitely want like full full like witch crone yeah 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 i wanted to look slightly intimidating yeah like that lady hobbling over here she's about to turn us all into totes there might be a sword hidden inside mm-hmm. i'm good with that yeah so informs ray of what just happened and now that they have a day and and she's like should you be on your feet at all gray's like no he should not yeah yeah 
He's like, I am. Deal with it. Uh, we're... He goes, we need to get things done. And he needs Ray to keep morale up. Yep. He's like, I know you know things. I know you know about the people. You are HR on this goddamn ship. And I need you to do what you can to keep shit positive. You're the peopler. Go people. <laughs> can you please people people? Yeah. Um, And she's like, yeah, I can. I mean, it's good. She needs something to be doing, too, that is useful. Because yeah. then it'll keep her from just getting pissed and angry. And, and this is useful. Her. And then citing a riot. Yeah. Because <laughs> I feel like she could. Um, by the way, if anyone is watching Avenue 5A, it's it's the weirdest, bizarrest show that I love. It's so unpredictable. And uh, yeah, there there is a basically a character who's like, I mean, if we need to incite a riot. <laughs> the problem is on Avenue 5, there's like four characters that'd be like, well, if we need to incite a riot. Yeah. Basically, everybody's ready to riot. In the observation round, I mean, listen, there's worse places to grieve. It's real pretty. Yeah. Yeah. A way to... That's a good place to go to find your... um, Reset your perspective, if you will. It's like visual white noise. On how small we are, yeah. Visual white noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scott finds Chloe. um, And... Like... She's like, look, I just watched my father die, but like, I can't grok that my father's dead. Right. Well, they're not the same thing. No, it's not. And Scott sits down and is like, well, tell me about your dad. Like, this is a man who just died so that I could live and I want to know about him. What a great thing to say. Oh, so good. And, it, and she does. And it's really cathartic for her as well. And... You know, we learn just a couple details that they had a really good family life. And then yeah. he, oh, it basically, they, she was the apple of his eye mm-hmm. and she was a total daddy's girl and, and always had time for her. Um, Whenever she had a problem, he would listen and annoyingly would never tell her what to do. That is a sign of a really good parent. Yeah, it would always just force her to figure it out on her, on her own. Yep. Um, never took sides when Chloe fought with their mom. Mm-hmm. And then she realizes that, oh shit, my mom probably thinks we're both dead. <laughs> then poor Chloe, she's like, oh fuck, my mom! <laughs> my mom! Guys, 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 my mom. Like it just hit her. Yeah. Like she left the stove on. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, it sounds like her parents were still very much in love. Uh-huh. A rarity. Yeah. And reminds her... <laughs> Like, Scott reminds her, like, your dad did this in part and probably mostly so that you could live. Yeah. So live. And she's like, I know. And he has to get back to work and ask if she'll be okay. And she's like, oh, fuck no. And he's like, fair enough. Yeah. That's a solid answer. Yeah. I mean, what do you, yes. I'm pretty sure everything else would be alive. I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. I do like the idea that there's a little part of the senator who is like, fuck everyone else. Mm-hmm. I'm doing this so you assholes can figure out how to get my daughter yeah. to live. She's he's like, stay alive, <laughs> stay alive. Yeah. So Rush comes back into the control room and Eli's having a moment. He's like, I just watched a man die, mm-hmm. and like wonders if Rush even gives a shit because he can just immediately goes back to work. And Rush is like, Yeah, 
Yeah, I care. Yeah. I am trying to learn as much as I can, as fast as I can, while running nine searches in the database for something that will help with life support. Yeah. I'm not here to waste time that a man just died giving me to solve I, I, this problem. Yeah, I do think that as much as I vilify Rush, I get it. Yeah. I get it. He's like, there's no time for the feelings right now. There just isn't. It's this is it's basically we're, we're triaging the situation. Yep. You can have all your feels later. Yeah. I need you to compartmentalize your feels. Yeah. Delay those, please. They are not useful to me at this moment. I think what's happened to Rush, he's is that. I'm sure we'll find out more about this person in his life. Mm hmm. But no death will ever hurt as hard as that one ever did. Yeah. So he's like, I'm already here. You know how I live here. You know how I always talk about you got that really good closet in my brain. You just yeah. shove all those emotions. Yeah. His is just real big. Well, what I think is it's not even that. It's just like if somebody gets stabbed in the heart and then afterwards suffers like a scrape, they're like, I've already been stabbed in the heart. Yeah. This feels like nothing. That's what I'm saying. I think that's part of it. Yeah. And the other part of it is like, I... Yeah, but if I sit here and spend an, five minutes grieving for this man at this moment, then I'm wasting five minutes he just gave me. Yeah, 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 it's fair. Yeah. so He's finding the value in it. Yeah, he's like, you can emote later. Yep. <laughs> I am doing all of these things to try to get us home because this man just gave us this time. Yeah, and if not, then we wasted his death. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and he's Eli's like, oh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. So Rush did find one thing in his searches. Uh-huh. Destiny. It's the name of the ship. Yay. Um, and he discovered that there was never anyone on the ship. Oh. Uh, there's never anyone on the ship. It was sent out unmanned. Mm-hmm. And they were gonna use the gate when it got out far enough. Uh but it took so long to get this far that they just descended first. Yeah, basically they were like, this was our backup plan and then we ended up not having to use it. We're just going to ascend and, you know, like, we're just uh, let the ship go do whatever the fuck it wants to yeah, do. Yeah, it's fine. Be great. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is great, but... Not at all useful. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those where it's one. I, I don't think he set out to find this part. I think yeah. it was more of like, here's shit that I found in the process. Yeah. By the way, here's some trivia that I learned. Yeah. Um, and so he then has to explain ascension. By the way, to Eli. <laughs> yeah, I do love, and I may have heard this wrong, but Eli's like, oh, I don't know what ascension is, and he basically explains ascension, and he's like. That wasn't on the videotape. And then Rush is like, there was more than one videotape. Yeah, he went, that's exactly what he when, said. <laughs> Eli's like, fuck. I yeah. feel like it was Daniel. So there was probably a volume of 10. There was. And then he just hasn't gotten far enough yeah, to get he, through more. He got into intro to Stargate. Yeah, is that's what all he got seen. into. Yeah. Uh, so let's get back to work. And Eli is a little sorry that he assumed Rush didn't care. Mm-hmm. So Riley is in the gay room and yep. he found something he really wants Greer and Young to see. It really wasn't hard to find. It's a gate address. And there is an eight symbol one. Yeah. Not sure if this is going to dial back to Earth, but it's something. Mm -hmm. And Young and me is like, well, then start dialing that shit up. Yeah. Do not ask Rush. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. And... 
his philosophy is you said it's not hard to find. And if it's not hard to find, Rush has already seen that shit and he didn't tell us. Yeah. <laughs> and up in the control room, Rush sees that someone's trying to dial and is like, no, 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 fuck, 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 fuck. Stop, yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't. Yeah. Uh, Eli follows Stop him, touching the buttons. Know, one there, once there, that's when Rush sees that Young is up and around for the first time. By the way, Rush did never go see Young, even though he asked. Yeah. Because when TJ was like, Young wants to see you, he's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Please don't talk to me. Um, He's like, what? What? What are you doing? Why are you dialing? And he's like, well, it's a pretty sure Riley found an address for home. And she's like, that kid barely knows ancient. Can you please stop touching the buttons, child? Riley, like, looks, I can recognize a reference to Earth when I see one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a waste of time because they're only missing the point of origin and we have 36 symbols to try to dial so mm-hmm. we can just continue dialing. And Rush is almost pulling hair from his head at this point. <laughs> He's like, we barely have enough power to turn the lights on, yeah. basically, and yeah. we don't have the capacity to dial her. Can you please not with the button pushing? Yeah. And, and, and Young's like, see, this is the first time I'm hearing of this very important vital information. And Eli's like, yeah, it's the first time I'm hearing this yeah. too and Eli's I just or Rush is like I just found it out that's why you haven't heard it yet how convenient I just found it out yeah uh and um Young thinks that there are people here on the ship that need to see them try to dial I feel like this was a stupid thing to say it was a real stupid thing because he's like for morale you're gonna waste power that we need no no, we don't do that. That's a little dumb. Wouldn't it be real shittier for morale if they see you dial and then it fails? Yeah. Yeah. That's real dumb. Okay. So the Stargate stops spitting and that little shimmer that we saw in the last episode happens again and the engine's hum starts. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and unseen by most, there's a little, let's call it countdown clock that uh-huh. starts to click down yep. above the door. Yep. Thankfully, TJ's near the observation deck and... Finds Chloe still there and that the Destiny has dropped out of FTL. And they're just hanging in space. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riley worries for a second that that's happened because he wasted power dialing. <laughs> but Rush actually thinks the ship is smarter than that. And actually the gate should begin dialing in three, two, one, and it does. I want the I want the ship to talk to us and be like, Stargate detected. <laughs> Bing! like an elevator you yeah know what I mean? that would be that would be pretty good yeah uh everyone's like how the fuck did you do that how'd you know yeah and rush is pretty sure the ship detected the stargate on a planet in range that will have what they need mm-hmm. young voices what we all think how the fuck are there stargates out here because the ancients did a thing they did because plot reasons said we need stargates because it's still a stargate show uh-huh and so this is not the only unmanned ship the agents sent out. Before this, there were others that got resources, got data, scanned planets, built and seeded Stargates on habitable worlds, and then sent all the info back to this ship so we can plot its course. Yep. So, in fact, the ship does know they're in trouble. It's flying an autopilot, so it could just be stopping here because it's next on the list. Or it could be stopping here. Because they know that that planet has what they need to keep the ship going. Yeah. It's through that gate right there. The ship's like, pit stop right now. You gotta. (laughs) Yeah. I know you gotta pee. 
I know you just had an extra large pop from the last gas station. Come on, let's do this. Um, so we have a little flying melp to see what's on the planet to make sure it's not death. Little Kino Melpy Jr., if you will. And sure enough, through that gate, it's a desert, but it's a habitable one and one they're not going to immediately die on. Fair. Fair enough. And they do have four of the red dresses that the ship has popped up, but Rush points out that all those are locked, and the ship literally dialed this planet. Maybe the ship is smarter than us, is really Rush is <laughs> yeah. saying, and it's like, maybe we should listen to the ultra-sophisticated ancient device. Let's be honest. Rush is going, maybe the ship is smarter than you. Well, fair. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> fair. The Stargate is open. All arrows are pointing... To the gate. Maybe listen to it. You don't have to do your own research when the professionals have done it already. Oh, by the way, that countdown clock? Uh-huh. 12 hours till they jump back to FTL. Yay! Make a choice, make a choice, make a choice. So in the control room, they're planning the away team. Uh, They are picking Palmer, because he's a geologist. Yeah. So I couldn't remember one. what FTL stood for, so I kept writing turbo. It's fine. 12 hours until turbo mode. It's fine. Okay, bye. It's faster than lasagna. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> thank you they need some smarty pants so franklin and eli will actually like eli mm-hmm. wants to go he volunteers for tribute yeah and rush is like that's silly i mean it's not like like eli can you even are are you gonna are you gonna shit the bed on this yeah are can you... you not shit the bed we've never seen you in action before how actiony are you yeah yeah can you action this and eli's like look at if franklin's going yeah I'm fine. I like Franklin's like takes offense. Or he's like, I've been off world before. <laughs> yeah. But so far, Young has been impressed by Eli. Uh-huh. You know, he's pulled the rest out of the fire a few times. And if Eli wants to go, he can go. Uh-huh. The only one Young is questioning is Rush. Yeah. Seems right. And he's like, well, besides Palmer, I'm the only one who knows what we need. Fair. And they have less than 12 hours now. And... Like, after that, the ship's on autopilot. Like, we're just along for the ride. Yeah. We either get off on this... It's like it's like the like a bus stop. Mm-hmm. You get off here or you're staying on. Yeah. And there's one other question. Is it better to stay on... The, if this planet is habitable, mm-hmm. is it better to stay on the planet or on the ship? I mean, if it's habitable... He, at least get off for like six hours or something. Conserve some of the air in there. Yeah. Um, but that's a tough choice because, well, you can live here, but you'll never know if you'll get off of here. Well, that's the thing. If you stay on this a planet like this, you're giving up ever making it home. Yeah. I think it's too soon for them to give up on going home. Um. So Scott is in charge of this mission. No questions asked, Young says. And as mm-hmm. they leave, Scott's like, yo, Colonel. Eli? Really? Yeah. And he's like, listen, dumbass, I have reasons. (laughs) Yeah, he goes, look, A, he volunteered. And honestly, we need to see what people are made of at this point. Exactly. The fact that he volunteered already is a good sign. Yeah. Let's see if he's cut out for it. If he slows you down too much, send him back through the gate. But if we're going to make it past today, then people are going to have to step up. Yeah. And Eli just did. Yep. Also, keep an eye on Rush. Like, don't... Yeah. Don't let Mostly, Rush out of your sight. Don't let that one get fucky. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And after hopefully not a long time, because time is an issue here, the away team is ready to go through the gates, 
Eli looks ev- like even more of a dork than Daniel did on his yeah. first oh, mission. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have a new action hat, though. Uh-huh. A backwards action hat. <laughs> yep. It's time. And they head off, but not before a parting glance between Rush and Young. Woof. And then I got frustrated because I was like, no, what's your happened? And then the next episode, very uh, inspirely, is called Air Part 3. God damn it. There's a part three. <laughs> Dear. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I'm really much enjoying this. Really much. Yeah. That's a words that I said. Mm-hmm. Um, I predict that Eli is going to go full McKay. Okay. And he's going to fucking hate and whine and bitch and then save them. <laughs> That's what I predict. Gotcha. And then he's going to be like, I'm out of shape for this because all I do is play video games. Yeah. Well, that's accurate. Yeah. So that's that's what I believe is going to happen. And sandworms. And sandworms? Sandworms. I mean, they're going to a desert planet. Bless the maker and his stargates. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Let's get to it. We'll see you guys next week. Air part three. Find us on Twitter at Terrapony. I feel so stupid saying that. I know. We're never on Twitter. We're not. We're not going back to it. Probably not. Okay. Email us at there's someplace at terragmail.com. I do know we have one email that we have not read yet. Okay, we will read it. I promise. Yesterday and I was real busy. I promise we'll read it. Bye. Uh, Facebook at there's some place like Tara. Uh, Patreon, like us, rate us, review us, and yes. all those things. There's no place like Tara. Uh, we love you. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.